0: I'm Mary Paisan and welcome to my weird brain so people keep asking me how's your week been and I'm just like it's all passwords (laughs) like so what happened was uh, about a week ago half of my state lost internet and if you were connected to this one company everybody that was connected to that company lost their internet And so a friend of mine, um, needed to, she worked online and she was connected to that company. Like all of her work is online. So she called up, uh, she, she's also a friend of my in-laws. So she called them up and she was like, Hey, I really need to get to work and I can't get online. Can I come to your house? Cause I know that you have a different company. And they were like, yeah, sure. So she gets to the house and nobody knows what the password is for her to get into, the internet like nobody remembers the wi-fi and so they ended up calling me and my husband saying do you happen to know what the wi-fi password is over here and so it was just kind of like a oh I think it might have been something like this you know and wasn't it written down somewhere no it was written down but it was the wrong one you know Uh, And so eventually she got in, everything was fine, which is great. But that kind of highlighted for me and my husband that like we need like a password vault of some sort so that we can um, so that everybody, you know, so that that doesn't happen anymore. Like it it stays up to date by itself. And, you know, you can just do it once and it works fine. Um, And so. What that means is that my husband went and did the research and he found a, a, a program that, you know, it's with a company that we know, like, and trust and uh, because we have other, other stuff from them. And so we just bought a password wallet from this other company. And so now we have both spent the last week getting ourselves set up in this thing. And like, that's the thing too, is if you're going to, uh, if you're going to use a password wallet, the whole point is that, you know, you can have a unique password for every single account. So even if something does get leaked Uh, you know, they only get that one password. They don't get all of the other information. Like they can't figure out like, oh, I'll just slip into another account and see if they, you know, like if this email and password combo works over here because everything is unique. Um, But I basically had not looked at my passwords in like 20 years. (laughs) And so there were a lot of repeats. And there were a lot of companies that are completely out of business anymore. And there was a lot of stuff that had been leaked to the dark web. And so I have spent the last week cleaning up my passwords, making sure that every single account has a unique um, password that is difficult to guess, and going through and looking at all of the dark web leaks and cleaning all of that up you know, and making sure that the password that they have for that account is no longer anywhere, you know, um, well, it's been quite a ride and I never realized like how freaking exhausting it would be to just sit there and stare at passwords all day. But it is like, this is like data entry on, on steroids, you know, it's a lot it is mind numbing but it uses just enough of your brain power that you can't like listen to an audiobook while you're doing it because you're going to mess up one or the other <laughs> so yeah a week of passwords and um what we also ended up helping um my in-laws get uh, a password vault also so that you know, there won't be any more drama with them not remembering what the Wi-Fi password is or what have you. So I think we're all good now. Um, and I've, when I first put everything in, there was something like 275 accounts that had the same password. And I have cleaned up all of them. Okay, I like and it probably takes fifteen minutes for each account to get changed, so I am really proud of myself <laughs> for taking care of that um, in addition to that, I think I mentioned that my friend Judy Triansky has written a book it 's called Memories of an Autumn Rose and it 's coming out on uh you know she 's going to be publishing it any day now, very very soon. And in the meantime, I am working on the audiobook. So this is something that's new for both of us. She's never had an audiobook before, and I have never recorded an audiobook before. So we're both kind of figuring this out as we go along. But it's very, very exciting, and I'm super happy. So I had last time I reported, I think I mentioned that I had recorded the prologue and then sent it over to Judy and she listened to it and she sent me back notes. And that's great because, you know, it was only, it was like 10 minutes worth of recording. And so I like going through that process and learning how to uh, remove mouth noises and background noises and all that good stuff. And like, so like the technical sides of it but then on top of that I also had to work on like voices oh shoot and accents (laughs) you know and I actually wrote to Judy because she's got like an entire international cast and it's wonderful but I'm like are you gonna want me to do accents because I'm not sure that I can she's like if you can't nail it don't do it I'm like okay (laughs) So, uh, so I'll just be using my own, uh, American accent and, you know, sorry. And, but so now it's like, you know, like raising and lowering the voice a little bit and just kind of like getting into the characters more so that I can embody them better. Uh, but you know, like, it's also about like, where do I put my mouth in relation to the mic so that I'm not you know, heavy breathing into it or making all these weird noises or whatever. So it's been a learning experience. Um, and I really feel like I do know a lot more. And, you know, so that's probably good that I have to re-record the entire prologue anyway. But that's OK. It's great. I'm excited and happy to be doing this. Um, yeah, because, you know, my friend is going to have an audiobook put out. Like, how freaking cool is that? So I've been working on that. And then I'm not sure if I talked about my two sentence rule. I can't remember what I talk about in these things. But anyway, um, I have, okay. So the idea is that when most people set goals, like I wanna run a marathon, they they do something, you know, like there's two kinds of people, really. There's the people who like set these stretch goals. I'm going to work as hard as I can. And then if I don't quite meet that goal every day, that's okay. I know that I tried. That's one kind of person. And then the other kind of person is the kind of person who says, I'm going to set this goal every day. And if I don't make it that goal every single day, I'm a terrible person and I'm a complete failure. And why am I even trying this? And I should just go have... You know, some Ben and Jerry's, and soothe myself because I am not perfect that way. Guess which one I am right i <laughs> and I'm working on getting better on this, but you know, but in the meantime, so like when people talk about writers, write, you know, like, okay, but how much are you supposed to write how, you know, you're supposed to write every day. If you want to be a writer, you got to write every day. And I'm like, okay, write every day. How much should I be writing every day? And if you talk to, I think it's Stephen King, he'll say you should write 10,000 words a day like I do. And I'm like, do you understand how much that is? That is a ridiculous amount of words. That is redonkulous. And he does that every day. And I am madly impressed, okay, because (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) You know, like NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, they, uh, what is it, they, you know, you're supposed to write 50,000 words in 30 days, and it is a struggle. But if you're writing 10,000 words a day, that's five days you know? Um, so no, 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 no. I, that is not something that most of us mere mortals can do. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, some people say 2000 words a day and that's like writing, you know, um, writing a paper, like a, you know, a high school book report every day. That's not too bad, but doing it every day, like what if you're having a bad day? You know, like that same thing would start happening to me like or he okay, write 2000 words a day. But I could only get one thousand nine hundred ninety eight words out this this time. And that didn't hit the goal. And which means that I failed. And I didn't do it right. And so I might as well just not even try anymore. Like I tried all of these things. I was like, okay, 2,000 words is too much. 1,000 words, still too much. 500 words, still too much. 50 words, still too much some days. You know, not every day. But if I feel like I'm failing, I'm not going to do it. You know? And so what I realized was I need to set a goal that I can do every day. So what I do is I write two sentences a day. Okay. And on the really, you know, because all, you know, the hard part really is sitting down, turning on the computer and getting yourself into a space to write. That's the hard part. Once you start writing, it's fun, you know, or whatever it is that you want to do. Hopefully you're enjoying it. That's why you want to build that habit. So, you know, you're going to get lost into it. You're going to keep doing it because you're already here anyway. Um, But for me, if I, so, so like I wanted something that was that simple. All you got to do is write two sentences anybody can write two sentences a day. If you are literate and you know how to write, you can write two sentences a day. Right. And most of the time when I do that, I end up with somewhere between 500 and a thousand words. And usually that's within an hour. So that's really good. I'm, you know, like that's, that's really good. I can do that. Um, and I re- the reason I know that it's within an hour that I'm doing this is because that's how I wrote two different manuscripts on my lunch break. Neither of them is ready for human consumption, but they were written <laughs> and it was not in, you know, 30 day window. And that's OK. I'm fine with that, you know, because I did it. I, I made it to the end. Actually, three, three manuscripts I've written that way. And none of them are ready for human consumption, but that's okay. That's a different story. So anyway, so that is, you know, if writers write, then that's what I need to do. And the nice thing about writing only two sentences a day, or or setting that as my goal, is that on the days where I am just having, when I'm having the worst day ever, you know, I can just, instead of um, you know, forcing myself to write 500 words that I know is going to be terrible. Instead, I write, I hate doing this. I don't want to. That's two sentences. I turn off the computer, I walk away, and I am proud of myself for hitting my daily goal. I've done it. You know, and not every day is a bad day. So the next day I'm going to, you know, I open things back up. I delete those two sentences because I knew they were going to be crap anyway. But that wasn't the point. The point wasn't to write something to keep. The point was to hit my goal every day, to write every day, you know, and to maintain a place where I feel good about hitting my goals. So with my two sentences a day, I have written an outline for my new audio drama. And um, in case you're wondering, this is like the short, short version is that, you know, the guy has the ring. He's totally ready to ask her to marry him. And he just needs her family to get out of the way and stop, uh, what would you call it? Ring blocking him. (laughs) So, and, you know, insanity ensues. But um, So that's, and it's going to be a rom-com, right? Um, Because it's funny because I was talking with a friend of mine today and she was telling me it is so hard to find decent rom-coms. They plop them out like, you know, like goose poop. It comes out for every Christmas and they're all like cheesy and, you know, and they hit a very specific note, but, but they're not like, they're not Nora Ephron anymore, you know? You know what I mean? Like, there's no more of the the um, uh, When Harry Met Sally, which, you know, for me is the gold standard. But, like, we're not getting that kind of stuff anymore. It's it's all, like, high drama or completely raunchy. There's not, like, that sweet spot for rom-coms anymore. Um, and even the, the Christmas stuff, you know, don't get me wrong, the Christmas movies have their place, but they're not polished. <laughs> they're not, you know, nobody's striving for excellence with that, you know. Um, and anyway, so, so I'm really excited because, you know, we were talking about like there's this dearth of rom-coms right now. And it's like, oh, but that's what I'm doing. I'm writing like a classically styled romantic comedy and I'm really excited about it. Uh Yeah, so. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I've got my uh I've got my outline written and I've actually like mapped it out. I'm super proud of myself for this because uh, that was something that in my previous life as a writer, when I was trying to do romance and was just running into brick wall after brick wall, Part of the reason was because everybody kept telling me you have to study Save the Cat by Blake Snyder and I could not wrap my head around it. I just could not figure out how these beats work you know and what I have recently discovered is Shonda rhymes writes all of her amazing, and you know, granted it's for television. It's not like she's, but Shonda Rhimes writes a five act structure, not a three act structure. And all of a sudden when I heard her explain it, I was like, well, why didn't anybody say that in the first place? This makes sense. I get it. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, so I am approaching my stories from a five act structure. Um, mentality. And I'm like, Oh, and we need this. So we fill that in. And we need this. So we fill that in. And I have got this really great story. I'm super excited about it. Uh, And three days ago, I sat down and I was like, Okay, I have everything that I need. I've got my logline. I've got my, um, my theme. I have my, mm, what do you call it my synopsis. I've got my outline, I know all the beats. It's time to write. And so I sat down to write my two sentences because I didn't want to. You know, it was late at night and I was like, I don't want to do this right now. But it's like, ah, two sentences. I can do two sentences. Anybody can do two sentences. If you're literate and you know how to write, you can do two sentences, right? So I sat down and after my two sentences, I wrote six pages and I've got my first scene done. And then the next night, I didn't want to do anything, but it's just two sentences. Anybody can write two sentences. So I sat down, I opened up my computer, I wrote two sentences, and finished my second scene. And, you know, right now I'm actually recording when I should be doing my two sentences for tonight, but that's okay, because I'll do it after. And you know what? Maybe I will write the entire third scene, and maybe I'll just sit there and go, I don't want to be here. I'm not doing this anymore, period. And that'll be the end of it. But I will have hit my goal and written two sentences. Ha ha ha. And then tomorrow, if I don't do it today, I'll get it done tomorrow. Because tomorrow I will write two more sentences at the very, very least. Yeah. And let's see. Um, So we did that. And then on Friday... My husband came up to me and he's like, we haven't been to the movies in a while. And he and I are both very much into movies, in case you hadn't noticed. And so we decided to go to the movies and see Poor Things, which is um, Emma Stone's newest picture. And the the basic premise of that one is that the mad scientist in Victorian England um Find, stumbles across the body of a woman who had just a pregnant woman who had just jumped f- off of a bridge and there's still enough electrical impulses that he's able to resuscitate the body but her brain is dead but because she's pregnant the baby's about to die so he basically he takes the brain of the baby and inserts it into the grown woman's body and it is an exploration of what a person would be like, if they looked like an adult and were treated like an adult, but were still developing and going through all the developmental ness of an infant, and and growing into maturity that way. And so, from that perspective, it was a fascinating movie. And I've got to say, Emma Stone is freaking amazing in that role because you know one of the things that you got to remember about movies is that they are never shot in order you know like when you see a play it goes from beginning to middle to end for the whole thing you're watching the whole thing unravel in front of you but when you're watching a movie that is not the process that the actors go through there one day they'll shoot scene one and then scene 10 and the next day they'll shoot scene two and scene three 57 and then the next day they'll shoot you know and they're they're jumping through time right but like Emma Stone's portrayal of this woman Bella is rock solid you can tell exactly how old she is in every single scene it is astounding how well she did with that and her body like she moved so Like, like when she is an infant or a toddler, she just toddles around and it's just, it really is wonderful. And, um, so from that perspective and from the, the, the implications of what it means to be in society, I thought that the movie was really, really fantastic. Now, I will say like one of my personal things that I have issues with is I'm not good with body parts, not being where they're supposed to be. And, you know, like a lot of people don't seem to have problems with this, but oh my God, it's such a problem for me. I mean, like I have a lot of trouble watching Sally in Nightmare Before Christmas because she keeps unsewing her hands. Okay, like (laughs) her body parts. And it's just like, oh, that's going to give me a gag reflex, you know. And so I had a lot of trouble watching poor things because there was a lot of surgery. There was, you know, like all the Frankenstein stuff, right? reanimation and brains and oh, it was and, and, and like you can tell that he's been experimenting on other things not just people and like there's animals running around it's like oh my god I nearly vomited <laughs> and if I had not been in the theater and if I had not been sitting next to the love of my life who was completely enthralled and not bothered by all of that I would have left I would have turned it off and I never would have gotten to the part that I thought was actually interesting. So, uh, but like there were, you know, I probably spent about mm, 10 solid, you know, 10 minutes total, like closing my eyes and hiding them behind my hands so that like, I don't have to look at that. And every so often my husband would lean over and he's like, okay, they're not doing it anymore. And then I would be like, I don't trust you. (laughs) like, I'm not going to look yet. He's like, it's really okay. You can look now. Like, I don't think so. (laughs) Um, so that part was very, very difficult for me, but I understand that most people don't seem to have that problem for whatever reason. So, you know, but that was mostly in the beginning. And then once, uh, once things start to evolve and once, her, her brain matures a little bit more. It, you know, like, oh my gosh, it got really interesting. Really, really interesting. And mad props to Emma Stone because she, she really was phenomenal. And I'm, I'm just blown away by it. So really good movie. I will probably never watch it again <laughs> is what that comes down to. And let me see. Was there anything else that I really had to share with you? Um. Oh, I think there is. And I can't figure out what it is. So because I didn't write down any notes. So my apologies for that. And I'm sure I will pick up that thread next time. And. Yeah. Oh, um, that's what it is. Still looking for a job. Um. I might have a couple of leads on some interesting stuff. We'll see how that goes, you know. But for the time being, I, you know, need to figure out some way to bring some extra income in. (sighs) So we'll do that. And that's, that has been how things have been going. Yeah. So that is me. I hope that you are having a phenomenal week. I hope that the week to come for you is phenomenal. And I hope that you uh, take some time to breathe and remember what a glorious world we live on. Take care.